Welcome to the Next Brave Thing podcast. My name is Ella Hooper, and I believe that breakthrough is on the other side of bravery. This podcast features brave stories, emotional health, and creativity to inspire you to take your next brave step. Hi, everyone. Today on the podcast, I'm doing a solo episode on decision-making. That's probably the main thing that I work on with clients is what decision are they going to make? Where are they going to arrive at? And I know for me, it's often when I reach out to my life coach, it's because sometimes I feel paralyzed or I feel stuck. And it's so helpful to get someone else's objective perspective on making a decision. And so often, like, I have noticed, like, in decision-making, we can have so many opinions coming at us. It's really hard to connect to ourselves and our own perspective on something because we have people projecting their fears on us. And then we have our own fears about making a decision that can come up and really leave us stuck, frozen, or we can, you know, make it so high stakes that we're so afraid of regretting our decision that we can just kind of avoid making a decision altogether. And so I wanted to just unpack some ways that I've really learned about how to make decisions. Um, I think if we have been told that we made a bad decision, that really does impact us. And I really like sometimes when I meet with a client or a student or whatever, and they're like, I just make really bad choices. And I'm you know, I've been told I make bad choices. And um, so I just don't know what to do. Or like, I'll have people and I'll be like, so what do you think you should do? And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) And it's usually because they have some shame that's been projected on them that they are a bad decision maker. And I think that that even if I have someone sitting in front of me that is a bad decision maker, like let's call a spade a spade. Um, What is not helpful is them hearing that they're a terrible decision maker because they'll never make a decision if that's the case. And so what I want to get under is like, tell me about the decision that you made that feels like a failure or feels like a place of pain that you need healing and compassion and forgiveness in, some self-forgiveness. And let's unpack the pain of when you did try and you made a decision and the consequences were really painful. And so we need to clean up the lens of the past decision that maybe had you kind of wearing a label that you are a bad decision maker because it's kind of like as someone thinks in their heart, so they are, is the scripture, I think, kind of butchering it. But as what you think you are, you will become. So if you think you're a bad decision maker, you will continue to be making bad decisions. So we need to clear up the label and um, give yourself a reset and connect to compassion and forgive yourself for past mistakes or decisions you made that maybe weren't the best and kind of view them from less of a fixed mindset of I have to make every decision perfectly 
to allow complexity and nuance into your decision. And uh, yeah, really connect to compassion and some self-forgiveness. Because a lot of the time, decision-making is about learning yourself, learning people. So yeah, step one would be look at past decisions, bring compassion to those choices, and forgive yourself. Um, The next step would be really becoming brave and facing realities. I think sometimes we like to hang in denial because we think it will keep us safe. But I think real courage is when we face reality. And the truth is what sets us free. And that word truth in that scripture actually means reality will set you free. So sometimes we can have some pie in the sky, castle building kind of dreams and fantasies that are going to rescue us from our situation. But I am big on like, let's reverse engineer from the worst case scenario, like let's go to the worst case scenario that could happen. Let's rumble with the fears and actually sit with that decision. And so I think it's super helpful, like if you have an objective friend or a coach to really go here, because a coach is going to be an objective. They don't care what you do, mostly. <laughs> they're, they're like, it doesn't affect my life. And so I think the best thing that you can do is really face reality and face the reality of like, this could, how would I be okay if this worst case scenario happened? And then you can kind of go to getting creative and thinking about practical solutions that you can face to helping cope and deal with an outcome and reality. And I think sometimes we make a decision and avoid, we like to have like positive thinking and um, I'm all for that, but we don't want toxic positive thinking. Another question to ask yourself is, am I making this decision based on fear or am I basing this decision based on love? Or another way of asking this, am I making this decision based on lack and scarcity and survival mode? Or am I making the decision based on an abundant, um, prosperous mindset? And the thing is, like, the only way to get a prosperous, abundant mindset mindset integrated into your life is usually when you're faced with a decision-making moment or you're faced with a problem and you have to kind of use that moment as an invitation to upgrade your thinking. So I like to view decision-making as an invitation to upgrade my thinking and implement and integrate a more abundant, hopeful um, mindset. Another important thing in decision-making and making a decision is really being um, just thoughtful about who you invite into your process because the Bible says um, don't cast your pearls before swine, which is kind of strong imagery, but it kind of means that just don't put your vulnerable um yeah, don't put your vulnerability out there when it's so vulnerable. Your decision is so vulnerable and easily influenced. So I would just kind of be careful about 
um, who you let in on your decision-making process. Um, So three things that I look for in uh, processing decisions. Um, And I used to just be at the mercy of anyone's opinion. So I would overshare my thoughts and opinions and my fears and then really not be wise about who I would share things with. So I've really learned to become self-aware in that. Um, But three kind of attributes are they are self-aware of themselves. They don't project their fears onto your decision. The second thing is they listen and analyze every angle of the problem objectively and without judgment. Um, And then also they are free to disagree with me and disagreement doesn't mean disconnection. I think that um, that is a challenging one because we're often looking for um, people to get on our team, you know? So I think it's really health healthy to kind of have people push back on your ideas and then you get to strengthen your sense of self as you finally make a choice. I even had a mentor and a life coach, um, say to me, like really challenged me when I was like sort of deciding to come back for a fourth year to America from Australia. And he just really challenged me in staying in Australia, actually. Like he actually was like, um, push back on me coming because I think there was this lie that I was believing that if I don't move to America, my dreams won't happen. And he's like, that's just a lie. That's actually not even true. Like you can make your dreams happen in Australia. And so I actually got to be challenged in the mindset and ultimately it all worked out. I moved to America and I'm really happy I did. Um, But it was actually really empowering me to kind of say, well, I actually disagree with you. I'm coming to America. (laughs) And it did work out, but obviously it actually got me grounded in reality in my decision-making. And I had permission to disagree with someone. And I think ultimately, like, that person would kind of come back to me and be like, you made the right choice. That was great. Um, But, like, it, but it wasn't also, like, he was not judging me. He was challenging me. So, I could have you been offended by that or I could have just leaned into the feedback. So I think that that's another thing to kind of be open to. And I was able to receive his challenge because it made no difference to him whether I came or stayed, if it, whether I came to America or stayed in Australia. A thing that I do quite often, especially if it's like relational, uh, making a decision in relationships, like... I have to dig into my triggers, like what's triggering me about this Um, and why am I having such an emotional response to certain things? Is there anything that I need to fight for or is there anything I need to actually surrender and let go of? Um, So I look into the triggers, but one thing that I've learned through getting counseling and having coaches kind of really... um, get under the hood of my decision-making is actually what I think is called parts therapy. So you know how we say a part of me is excited and a part of me is scared. Um, We have different parts of us. It doesn't mean that 
like you're bipolar or crazy. It just means we need to give a voice to the part of you that's excited and the part of you that is scared. I like to look into and kind of interview those parts of me, the part of me that feels scared about making a decision, the part of me that feels excited about change, the part of me that feels scared about change, the part of me that feels hurt by someone, the part of me that feels, I don't know, just like whatever the part is that's sort of revealed or the part of me that's striving, that's like really prove, it feels like the part of me needs to prove something. Um, What I do is I interview that part of me and um. I ask it, like, where did it come from? What's it trying to protect me from? And um, that has been super helpful because um, it's like, it's a practice of deeply listening to myself. So I think my old default was to, oh my gosh, I have something happening. I'm just going to call FaceTime my mom straight away. And then I probably complain and talk her ear off, which is fine. But I'm also like, I had to kind of learn to kind of sit with different parts of me so that I'm not waiting for my mom to affirm and assure me all the time. Like, and so I needed to learn how to listen to myself rather than expecting my mom to listen to me, listen to myself and actually listen to like all the parts of me that are trying to speak. And then at the end of the day, I'm going to make a choice from my higher self. Like my wisest, most abundant self is going to make a choice. And don't get me wrong, I've definitely made mistakes throughout the years um, and have had to work through regret and heal that part of me that made those choices and get curious about why I made those choices. Um But the beautiful thing is uh, when we learn how to kind of follow these guidelines, we start to make really good choices with our life. So anyway, hope that's helpful. You can always book in a life coaching call if you are interested or you are in a big decision-making time. Um, I love hashing out decision-making moments. Um, I just love it. So feel free to reach out, go to my website and all the details are in the link. Thanks for listening today. Please download, share with your friends and write a review. If you would like to book in a life coaching session with me, go to my website at www.ella-hooper.com or follow me on Instagram at Next Brave Thing Podcast.